hello there. Um, is it okay if I interview you for the school newspaper today? Would you be okay with that? Potentially. Okay. Uh, I just want to start off by asking, you know, what's your name and what brings you to this protest here at ASU today? My name is Bill and I am protesting the Second Amendment. I okay. am strongly against the Second Amendment. Okay. Elaborate further on that, Bill. Why, why are you against the Second Amendment? What has brought this up as an issue at the school? Well, the Second Amendment is evil. Mm -hmm. It hurts people. And it's really just bad for America. Okay. Uh, yeah. Explain that further. Like, what is your goal here with this protest? What would you like to see happen? Well, I would like to see the Second Amendment abolished. I do not think that people should have the right to speak hate. And that is why I'm against the Second Amendment. Bill, I'm confused. What does the Second Amendment have to do with your right to speak hatred? Can you elaborate? The Second Amendment is about freedom of speech. I'm sensing, I'm pretty sure that's the first bill. That, the first what? First Amendment. No, the First Amendment is, is quartering soldiers. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sensing a little bit of confusion here. Do you truly know why you're here protesting? I would like to plead the 14th. Okay. And scene, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Will and Amala Live. Uh, our cold open today has Will as a confused protester. He's not the only confused protester. We're going to get to a video of some students at ASU protesting Kyle Rittenhouse. And I don't think they truly know what brought them there. Uh, among that story, we're also going to talk about Germany deciding to lock down all unvaccinated people in the country. The CIA sex crimes that has been released, uh, funnily enough, by BuzzFeed. And we're also going to be looking through some prominent leftists and their take on being pro-abortion as well as me doing my throwback thursday history report for you guys now before we get into the stories of these uh, confused protesters, I want to say, guys, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook right now, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Go and give us a listen on those platforms. Give us a follow. Leave us a five-star review if you feel so inclined, because we do want you guys listening as well as watching, even though I know we're, we're super fun to watch, aren't we, Will? I would say so. I would also say so. Yeah. That's why I said it. Me. Yeah. You're more fun to watch than I am. Really? Why is that? Yeah. Oh, you're just... I don't think people come to watch my beard oh. and face. And <laughs> things like that. I would, I would say the girls in the chat feel a little differently about that. Well, there's more <laughs> men who watch and the men in the comments, I think really know yeah. what they're talking about. They're not, they're not playing on your team. I don't think in that. <laughs> um, okay guys, let's get into this video. Here are some protesters at ASU. We all know Kyle Rittenhouse is an online student at Arizona state university, but they don't want him to be on their campus or to be a student at their school ever, 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 because apparently he's a white supremacist. Here's the video. Um, we want to say Kyle Rittenhouse is not just any random killer. He's a white supremacist killer. He's a Again, I'm sensing a little bit of confusion here. Uh, I don't remember. Can anybody name the victim of, of Kyle Rittenhouse that was black or brown? Can you? No. Unless one of those white boys had been tanned recently. 
Uh, what is the left? And you know when it's the left that they can identify as whatever they want. You know, look at the NAACP. So if they want to come and say that, oh, I'm a black child predator and not a white child predator, you can do that. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, I know for a fact this young woman did not watch a single minute of that trial. Just by watching this video, she didn't watch a single minute of it to stand in front of a group of people. And again, my catchphrase, it's the confidence for me. It's the confidence for me for you to stand up there and say that Kyle Rittenhouse killed black and brown people and he's a white supremacist. Also, in a statement from ASU, Kyle Rittenhouse isn't even enrolled at the school anymore. He doesn't even go to the school. Amazing. And they're still going out there and protesting this. What is great is that I, I wasn't sure if this would happen, but it did happen. There were plenty of conservative students or at least just Kyle Rittenhouse supporting students who came out with chants. They were chanting, let's go, Brandon. Right. They were holding up <laughs> signs that said one of them said, I think Joseph Rose Rosenbaum died how he lived uh, by trying to touch a, a minor. Yes. Uh, I mean, just so funny. People were actually coming out and showing that they can fight back. They can protest. They can say that these people coming and doing this does not reflect, not reflect our campus. Yeah. You hear her say white supremacists and immediately you hear the roars of laughter from the people who are watching this woman do her rant. Uh, but this is, this is college education. This is amazing. Amazing. College education says, you know what? How about I give you a sign and I give you a microphone and you get to go out and go and protest something that you know absolutely nothing about. You didn't watch a single bit of the trial. You are still standing in front of me here thinking that Kyle Rittenhouse killed black and brown people. Newsflash for everybody watching. He did not kill anybody who was black or brown. Mm -hmm. It's it's funny that the, the like these people in their speeches, these like revolution speeches, you know, they're basically calling for like revolution. This is what we want. They're like, these people don't want us to speak. The conservatives, you know, these <laughs> people the they don't want us to speak. And it's like, no, please, like, please speak. I would love to show this on my show. Right. <laughs> like, please say these idiotic things so right. I can show how uneducated you all are. Say something more ridiculous. Do you have anything else? Yeah. Honestly. Ex exactly. Honest, come on our show, please. I will give you the microphone that we are currently not using. Uh, please come on our show and talk more about how Kyle Rittenhouse killed black and brown people. I would love it. And I would love if you tried your best, your very best to substantiate your claim. Honestly, I will give you the whole hour of the show just for you to talk. Mm -hmm. We don't even have to respond. Right. Well, I won't do that, but you understand, <laughs> we'll you understand the premise of what we're talking about. <laughs> but this, no, I'm glad that these people get to speak because it shows their... Devo that they're devoid of any sort of logic or any sort of reason when it comes to this. Oh, they don't 100%. have to actually show the facts or show that they know anything. So I am totally fine with them going out there and speaking. And isn't that what America's all about? It's not about one agenda crushing the other one. It's one agenda dying out because it's stupid, because everyone's side is, should be able to be shown. Yeah. I'm just wondering how many, how many students left that thinking that they did something great that day. I mean, I think that the counter protesters did for sure. I think yeah. Like, yeah this well, I great. hope so. You know, oh, a bunch goodness of them show protesting. Yeah. Uh, whatever. The, I can't believe we're still even talking about Kyle. Um, it, what happened with him? You know, it happened and he is not guilty. And now he is free, at least as free as he can be with everybody with half the country hating him. But I mean, the poor kid, just leave him alone. <laughs> just leave Kyle alone. And especially with the lies, it's just ridiculous. We're going to move on here uh, and talk about, you know, something that's not happening in the United States, at least not yet. This is out of Germany, uh, reported by CNN. Oh my gosh, we're using CNN. Uh, Germany locks down unvaccinated people as leaders plan to make the shots 
compulsory. So Germany on Thursday announced a nationwide lockdown for the unvaccinated as its leaders backed plans for mandatory vaccinations in the coming months. Unvaccinated people will be banned from accessing all but the most essential businesses such as supermarkets and pharmacies to curb the spread of coronavirus. Yeah. Europe is usually when it comes to Europe and a lot of these policies are usually about a year, two years ahead of us when it comes to these kinds of things. I'm thinking about three to six months ahead of us at this point. Oh, goodness. Okay. Looking at what Germany is doing. Germany is the most populous country in Europe. Okay. They have 80 million people, 80 million people who are, who are going through this. Okay. Let's look at now the children. Okay. These are the people who are supposedly at risk. They just came out with a study. I recommend that all of you guys follow Alex Berenson on Substack. He got banned off of Twitter for a lot of the truth that he talks about. They just finished a study by major institutions in Germany. Not one. Okay. This is going to sound ludicrous. Not one child from five to 18 years old during the entire time of the pandemic died in Germany. Not one. Okay. That might sound crazy to you, Mm. but it is true. And only one in 50,000 of the students or young people who got COVID in Germany actually had to go to intensive care. One in 50,000. To think that you are going to mandate vaccines for young people in a country of 80 million people where none of them died, literally none of them died. Yeah. And you are going to mandate so that they can't go to the movies or go to a restaurant with their friends or do any of this kind of stuff or, or travel. I mean, you are sick and evil and you are anti-science at its fullest. Dr. Fauci wants to come and say, I know this is Germany, but it's still at the WHO and and all these different groups working Mm -hmm. together. They want to come and say, well, if you're against me, you're against science. You are against science. Yep. You are against science. It's for control, man. I don't know how anybody can see these things and think that this is justifiable. Uh, Look at what's happening in Australia, even if people are choosing for it to happen. It's not justifiable. Like there are no analytics around this to go, okay, this is what we need to do. So many people are dying that we need to do this. It's not true at all. Germany is going as far as to say that if you have 350 cases per 100,000 people in one week, that the bars and nights clubs have to shut down on a curfew what it makes no sense so now you have young people and you know what it doesn't even matter about age people of all ages who are saying you know what i don't want to receive this medical treatment that's not my choice i don't want it i don't want the vaccine and they're saying no well now you can't leave your house unless you're going to a supermarket or a pharmacy you also can't go to the bar you can't go to nightclubs you probably won't be able to go to restaurants you won't be able to do anything and you go why and they give you nothing because they can't tell you you're at risk of death. They can't tell you you're at risk of hospitalization for the most part. They have no basis for this. Yeah. Austria right now, they also have mandatory vaccines and it's terrible. It. Oh, <laughs> I'm always going to get us in trouble. I can't. Yeah. It, let's, let's, uh, let's walk the listen. Okay. Here's what I can say. Okay. <laughs> Angela Merkel is a piss poor leader. Mm-hmm. who knows nothing about her own country's heritage, knows nothing about her country's people, and knows nothing about science, yet she wants to institute these kinds of things. She wants to institute diversity requirements within her country, and people who are real Germans do not like Angela Merkel and do not like what is happening in that country. And all you can hope for is that Europe turns around, because right now, and the whole world turns around, because right now it is a pseudoscience and people thinking that they know this information and that because again you have experts who are coming out and saying that this information is true does not make it true whatsoever 
Okay, none of it makes a choice whatsoever, and especially now because you have the Omicron variant, and people are. This is part of why they want to do these lockdowns. They're freaking out about it. Okay, the the guy who got infected with Omicron in California. Okay, the first person to get infected in the state in the states was double jabbed with the Moderna vaccine, okay? He hadn't gotten his booster, but he was double jabbed with the Moderna vaccine, full vaccination status, and he got the Omicron variant. And then Dr. Fauci comes out and says, hey, you just need to get more boosters. Go and get more boosters, right? How does that make any sense? It is not backed in science, especially if this is an mRNA mRNA vaccine, okay? What Mm -hmm. that means essentially is that it's working on spike proteins, which gives such a small immune response to actually fight this, which is why it is not actually helping for months to come, especially when it's a new variant. I I, I said this on my my Instagram today, but essentially what you're doing is that if you are giving someone a booster shot for a different variant, it's like giving someone the flu shot for a variant of the flu from three years ago. Okay, that is what it is like. You are not actually helping people. How they cannot know this, I mean, I think they know this, but how could they cannot actually act on this and how this cannot be public information that the news is actually going and reporting on? It's just crazy to me. It is crazy. And we've reported on this and there's so many different countries that are just following in lockstep with this. And it's particularly frustrating when it comes to children. You guys saw the video that we went over uh, earlier this week or last week uh, out of Quebec saying that five to 11 year olds, the, the vaccinated five to 11 year olds are coming for you. And the UK is advocating that children get vaccinated and get boosters every three months now they said not every six months now every three months now uh, it just blows my I, I say it blows my mind on the show a lot because everything blows my mind <laughs> it's just amazing how quickly we adopt things and that shows how powerful it is to hide your agenda and the propaganda and your indoctrination under the guise of health and wellness because people will line up behind you and say yes daddy government yes daddy cdc tell me exactly what to do and i will do it because health and wellness and they'll feel so righteous in in their efforts to tell other people what to do with their body we're going to get to a video here later with Whoopi goldberg talking about her stance on abortion and keeping the government's hands off my body while she works for a corporation that is mandating vaccines so uh, it's just crazy how people will immediately subscribe themselves to something like this because of the guise of health and wellness but that doesn't quite translate to other arguments that they make no, it does not. No, it does not. Now, before we get into some other stories, guys, it is December. It's December 2nd today, and we are getting in the Christmas feel. I hope you guys are getting in the Christmas feel. I said yesterday, my apartment's all decorated, got my Christmas tree up. You, you said that yesterday? I did say that yesterday. Oh, I don't remember. Do, do you have your Christmas tree up? I have a wreath. Oh. Yes, I have a wreath. That is much lamer I got than a Christmas tree. Well, what do you expect? I go home for Christmas. Why would I get a Christmas tree for my apartment? I don't know. And my dog is going to destroy it. It's like literally (laughs) no point for me to get a Christmas tree. (laughs) That is true. Well, guys, if you don't have a Christmas tree or you just want some Christmas feelings, PragerU has a new Christmas ad that we've put out that we want to show you guys. So here is our Christmas ad for PragerU. It was the night before Christmas when there on the couch, you sat on your tukus and vegged like a slouch. You watched and you ate like a lazy buffoon when suddenly Washington came in the room. A Christmas miracle. Could it be true? He changed the channel to PragerU. There's content galore to nourish your mind. You can watch all you want without spending a dime. It's on your TV and your smartphone too. A gift to your brain cells to save your IQ. And just how high could your IQ go? If you never try, 
you'll never know. Think better, live better. Watch PragerU on your TV, mobile app, and online. This is not an accurate depiction of what will happen to you if you watch PragerU. You may begin replacing your periodic whining and self-loathing for critical thinking skills and meaningful employment. People may start to like you, or not. May result in a happy life, marriage, and children, if you're fertile. There we go, guys. That's our new Christmas ad for PragerU. We're trying really hard to get those ads to run on all these different, uh, mainly left-leaning platforms, Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, things like that. Obviously, with extreme difficulty, they don't want a PragerU ad on their platforms. But you could see it on uh, Newsmax, on OAN, and on Fox News here very shortly. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you will. So, guys, let's get into another story here. And this touches on a theme that we've been sort of interweaving in our show recently of elites truly being corrupt and in ways that are honestly unimaginable or at least were unimaginable to me uh, maybe three years ago. If you had brought this up to me, I would have been like, oh, there's absolutely no way that our elites are doing that, that our government agencies are doing this. But now it is simply a reality. And it's a reality that's been brought to light with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial that is happening right now with the uh, apparent suicide yeah, of, of Jeffrey Epstein. But here's another story out of BuzzFeed News, actually. The CIA files say staffers committed sex crimes involving children and they weren't persecuted. So what happened here is essentially the uh, Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, <laughs> um, a massive intelligence agency in our country, many of their agents are guilty of sexual crimes involving children, whether that be direct sexual assault of children or the downloading and possession of child pornography. Now, what has been released in this and what the truly important part of this is, is that the CIA and administrators and leadership there was well aware of this happening with their agents, found evidence of this happening, again, with direct sexual assault of children, possession of child pornography, and did nothing uh, in the vein of criminal prosecution. Nothing whatsoever. They tell of two stories here. One of a man who actually sexually assaulted a two-year-old and a six-year-old working for the CIA, and he was not prosecuted. I, I love these articles coming out, first of all, about this and showcasing what it is. Because if you go to any of the like old-school conservative institutions in this country— They'll be like, well, if you talk badly about the CIA, you are anti-American. You talk badly about the FBI, you're anti-American. Okay? Talk bad about the Fed. I mean, these institutions are not what people think that they are. Mm -mm. Okay? Like back in the 1960s, I mean, MK Ultra and all this stuff is a real thing. Okay? What was happening with the experiments that they were doing? And that when people were saying that these things were happening, you're like, oh, no, you can't say that. If you are anti-CIA, you are anti-American. It's like, no. And then these things come out. And you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. So these these groups within our own U.S. government are not the, the saint groups that people are talking about. But it's so funny because this type of article is like what the New York Times would probably what they're probably going to report on tomorrow. And they're going to say CIA investigates CIA claims about right. child pornography and finds that they are not involved. Yep. It's like <laughs> the same people who are supposed to investigate these kinds of things or be on top of this kind of stuff are the ones who are investigating in themselves. These are the kind of headlines that we get. And the, the media is supposed to hold government officials and government programs accountable. I mean, that's like, that's what freedom of the press is. When the printing press was made back in the day, I mean, that is what the, this allowed to do, to have mass amounts of appeal for news about corrupt people. That was one of the great things about the invention of the printing press. And now, 
the media is all controlled. The media is bought out and sold, and there's nothing that like uh, there's no backbone for them to actually report on this kind of stuff and say yep. that it's bad. Which is why I'm surprised that I'm even being able to read this article right now. That this is even being released to the public, and why. Some may say, oh, well, you shouldn't be surprised about that. It's a crime. It's a horrible thing. <laughs> they said themselves, the CIA themselves, when asked, why are the people within your agency committing sex crimes against children not being prosecuted? They said, well, we don't prosecute them because it could release very secretive information that we don't want to get out there. Very sensitive information of other things that the CIA is working on that we don't want to be released to the public. Okay, so we're going to stop trying people who are actively committing pedophilia because you don't want sensitive information being released. Uh, I find that extremely, extremely hard to believe. So essentially what they've been doing now is finding out about these employees, either A, the employees, nothing happens to them, or B, they get fired or forced to resign. That's it. That's all that's happening. So you have grown men uh, committing acts of pedophilia and either remaining in the CIA or just being sent home mm -hmm. no to go and do whatever other job they want to do. Yeah. No accountability. No accountability. accountability. No accountability, which points back to what I was talking about with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, why it's not being covered, why you are not hearing about it, why you're not going to get the names of who's truly involved in this massive sex trafficking ring that Ghislaine Maxwell was a pivotal part of. It's because it's going to be people who work for the U.S. government. It's going to be people, people who work in the agencies. It's going to be people who work for foreign governments. It's going to be people who have extreme power and influence over what happens in our country and over what information you get. And unfortunately, they have power and influence over the information when it comes to this case. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, of stuff going on within the own, within within your own government that you have no idea about. I mean, I, I recommend the book, The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse by Robert F. Kennedy. It's it's a lot about climate change, and I don't agree with everything in it, with, with what he talks about climate. But there is a lot of stuff in there about the government. And in his new book, he also talks about the things that Dr. Fauci and, and some of the other people at the National Institute of Health have done with people in Africa and testing there. So I highly recommend that you check these things out and understand that the things going on behind the scenes in our own bureaucracy are, are, are very bad. Yep. Okay, they're very bad. And shout out to BuzzFeed for bringing a highlight to this story. It's something I truly did not expect out of BuzzFeed news. So yeah, it's not just the CIA. It's all these, it's all these different agencies, the FBI as well, the UN, I, let's not even get into that rabbit hole because there is so much of this heinous crime happening. And why? It's because people who go and get power and, and know that they won't be touched for doing these things, of course, are going to feel emboldened to do them. And that's what's happened in this case. So keep a lookout. Uh, these internal documents have been released. I'm not sure if they've been released to the public, but BuzzFeed News has acquired them. So I'm sure there is a way to hopefully look these up and look at them now. We're going to get back into the abortion conversation. We talked about abortion and Roe v. Wade and this Dobbs versus uh, Jefferson Women's Health Clinic case that is happening right now out of Mississippi. But as we were talking about it, so was mainstream media. So we have a couple of videos to go over and sort of debunk and respond to when it comes to the pro-abortion argument. Here's Mark Lamont Hill on his show discussing it. And we get caught up in the moral arguments about this, and this isn't about that. This is about our right to have self-determination and autonomy. And it is also about Lori's point, which is we want to build strong, healthy black families. When these Republicans say that this is, you know, that abortions have killed so many black babies, y'all know they don't care about black babies. What in their, in their policy? 
So what's so funny about this, this stupid woman talking about this, what is so funny is that, okay, first of all, with the Supreme Court case, I'm expecting a 5-4 decision, okay? I think that it is going to have over Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. But if you know anything about Clarence Thomas, who is a black man, mm -hmm. Clarence Thomas, he has been waiting for this moment for 30 years, okay? He has been waiting for this to happen for 30 years. Clarence Thomas is not one to go and, and speak in opening arguments during these, these cases, okay? He doesn't come out strong and fiery. He usually, he decides things with his pen, all right? He's not someone who comes out like this. During yesterday, during when they were having opening arguments, when the Solicitor General uh, of the U.S. was coming and talking about all of her arguments, and she was saying, you know, this is about women's rights, just like this lady saying, this is about women's rights. This is about, you know, protecting women, that they can have all these opportunities, and Clarence Thomas just says, show me in the text, show me in the text, mm -hmm. in the Constitution, where it says anything about abortion, where it says anything about that abortion is for women's rights. Yep. That's all he has to say. He was, he, man, he was on fire. He loved it. But I mean, Kavanaugh's talking about state rights and Amy Coney Barrett's talking about adoption. I mean, I'm seeing this go a 5-4 decision and Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned and there is nothing that they can do to stop us. This is going to be scorched earth, baby. Scorched earth. <laughs> earth on these people this i don't give a damn for. this is what we can hope for and yeah again it's like there's nothing that stipulates a right to abortion in the u.s constitution if anything the only thing that roe versus wade leans on is a woman's right to privacy that is it that's the only thing we're leaning on here and apparently we don't care about privacy when it comes to health anymore if you look around the world and what we're experiencing right now in this current culture especially this covid culture but i want to get into the argument that's made in this video talking about how conservatives and republicans don't care about black lives if we didn't care about black lives you know what we would do we would stand up and go i'm pro-choice all day long let's push abortions let's put more funding into planned parenthood let's make sure that every state and every district has a functioning fully running abortion clinic in it because that would get rid of black lives and it is getting rid of black lives again we have cities like chicago new york city where more black people are being aborted than born every single day we don't advocate for pro-life because we want to see I don't know, more white people born or something like that. We advocate for being pro-life is because we want to see all of these unborn children who are being killed in the womb live. That's what we want to see. And that includes a large, a large portion of black people. It has nothing to do with race. It is not a race issue whatsoever. However, abortion is disproportionately affecting the black community. That is not an opinion. That is simply a fact. Let's Again, finish. It's, it's not. It's not about. It's not about privacy. Okay. This this whole debate is not about privacy with the Fourteenth Amendment. You know why Roe v. Wade passed? Because it happened with a miscarriage of justice in the 1970s at the peak of the Cultural Revolution in this country, and that is why it passed. Okay. Not because it was some grand thing, as some sort of grand precedent. I was listening to to uh, a War Room yesterday, and they were talking about how basically every single supreme court justice who is on the on the supreme court right now is older than roe v wade you know they want to talk about it's like this precedent that it's like oh it's been around it's like the mm -hmm. second amendment this is what again the solicitor general was talking about and they're like oh it's been a, it's just like the second amendment well no it's, it's not. not the second amendment is in the constitution abortion is not in the constitution viability is not in the constitution anywhere none of this has to do with privacy all this has to do with is states rights okay this is a states rights case when it really comes down to it that the states should be able to choose they can legislate any other medical decision why can they not legislate abortion why can a state not be able to choose if they want to legislate abortion how they see fit 
Exactly. Exactly right. Let's continue with this Mark Lamont Hill video. They care about our families, right? They care about their right to control. And let me add one last thing. They also care about making white women have more children. This is also about their own demographic anxiety because we know that white populations are rapidly becoming the minority because of capital structures hope that part can support these families. And because of that, they need white women to have more babies. And white women are like, look, we can't support these kids. Uh, you know, we, we can't give them these middle class lifestyles. So that's what's going on here. And if that means that you have to then take away reproductive access for women of color as a byproduct of trying to control everybody's reproduction, then these men are up for the task. And we've got to stand up and we've got to say, hell no. Do you realize how contradictory the point you just made is saying that white Republicans want to see pro-life legislation because they want to boost the white race is not exactly what would be happening here. Hispanic Americans and black Americans are getting abortions at an extremely high rate. If we change to pro-life legislation and we started to make abortion illegal and started to prosecute abortionists in this country, guess what would happen? More black people would be born. It's not about boosting the white race. And if we had never gone through with Roe versus Wade, which has now contributed to 65 million abortions in America, the black population would be far bigger than 13%, the 13% that we're seeing right now, several percentage points bigger than the 13% that we're seeing right now. Yet Republicans and conservatives alike, some who are not white, I'm not a, a white conservative, I'm a half white conservative, are still advocating for pro-life legislation. Why? Because we don't care what race the babies are that are being born. We care that they're being born. Yesterday, I mean, these pro-abortion, which I'm going to refer to them as pro-murder activists yesterday at the hearing, I mean, they're talking about revolution. They said, listen, if you if this happens and you have this decision and you overturn Roe v. Wade, there is going to be revolution. They literally use the word revolution, okay? Do you understand what they're doing? They're stoking up fear, just like this lady is when she's talking about this and this yep. other lady's like clapping. I was trying, I, I'm trying not to make a joke about their appearance, but but they are stoking up fear in people because they want to make it think like, oh, this is too radical. This is too much. You can't overturn Roe v. Wade. You're going to have all of these weak conservatives, people coming out, weak Republicans who are going to come and say, your legacy, you know, Supreme Court justices, you can't come and say now that we need to overturn Roe v. Wade. That's too much. Okay. We need to be a little bit calmer, a little bit chiller about this. Don't be the justice to politicize the courts. And no, Damn right. You need to overturn Roe v. Wade. That is why this is going to happen. They're trying to stoke fear in you and make it seem like, oh, this is too much. This is this legal precedent. You can't do this. You can't do this. No, let's do it. OK, let's freaking go and let's overturn Roe v. Wade. Don't listen to their fear. Let's do it, baby. I think it's going to happen. And a lot of the arguments that they make have nothing to truly do with abortion. You hear about the adoption system. You hear about foster care. You hear about government assistance for single mothers. All of those are discussions that need to be had, especially if we are going to move forward with overturning Roe versus Wade. But they are discussions that in no way affect a stance on abortion. It is not your right to, to kill a child because the foster care system is not in the state that you want it to be in. That's a whole entirely separate issue. And it's something that should and will hopefully be worked on but that is not an argument to be pro-abortion now Again, i already mentioned safe haven laws yesterday you have safe haven laws you can give your baby up within three <clears throat> days in all 50 states if the baby is not neglected you can do that right. and uh, you should have one of the arguments again they were making yesterday was that 
this was one of the worst and most evil things I've ever heard. I mean, we live in a sick country when you have people who actually believe that this is true. And it's also funny to see that these people can't hold a candle to the level of intellect that these conservative pro-life people are having, which is quite humorous to see. But one of the arguments they were making, they said, hey, just because a fetus can feel pain does not mean in that, that it's a life. Just because you touch a fetus's uh, uh, foot, right, like in the womb while it's still in there and it moves its foot, that doesn't mean it's a life because dead people, when you touch their feet, they might have some sort of posthumous movement of their mm, body. Gosh. And because of that, that means that that's also a, not a life. It's like, how do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> like you are the left's arguments that they are bringing to the table this week are absolutely embarrassing. They yeah. are they are illogical. They are immoral. They have no grounds in logic, but they are able to do this. And why they've been able to get away with this for so long is because they've never had to have the debate on honest terms. Mm -hmm. We have as conservatives, we have given the debate to them and we have used the word abortion instead of murder. We have told them that we will say, OK, fine, six months for an abortion. That's fine when in reality we should be saying no abortions at all it's like all of these things we have given up so that they have controlled the narrative and now now that they are having to defend themselves and actually defend these values that they say they espouse when it comes to abortion and saying that that we want to keep roe v wade i mean it is falling apart for them it is hilarious it is it is so detrimental to watch them just absolutely ooze apart yeah. While trying to trying to talk to people like clarence thomas who is just ripping them i mean it's Let's yeah. watch uh, another leftist try to do exactly that. Make make an opinion or at least make an assertion for why men have no place in the abortion argument. Here's Whoopi Goldberg on The View talking about men's place in the abortion argument. Do any of you men have any eggs or the possibility of carrying a fetus? How dare you talk about what a fetus wants? You have no idea. Now, I'm, I'm fine if you disagree with abortion. I have no problem with that. My problem comes when you tell me what I need to do with my doctor and my family. How dare you? How dare you? Do any of you... <sighs> How dare you? How dare... Uh, Whoopi, do you, do you speak fetus? Do you know what fetus want? Is that... Is that well, Sometimes they do speak at the IQ of someone. Who uh, yeah, baby, I mean, so some, maybe she sense. is closer to understanding than we are. Uh, but there's no argument. There's no valid, logical, non-disingenuous argument made to say that men should not be a part of the abortion debate. It is not a woman's issue. It is a moral issue. And it's a moral issue that men contribute at the rate of 50% because it takes a man to have a child. And for somebody who probably a week prior to this would have called a pregnant woman, a pregnant person or a birthing person. It's very interesting to me that we've now reverted back to men and women being men and women, because before I thought you were telling me that men can have eggs, that men can menstruate, that men can get pregnant so long as they choose to identify that way. Two things. One, um, Roe v. Wade was decided by men. So to right. say that men can't decide things about women's bodies, apparently, I'm using quotations for all you guys just listening. I mean, you're ridiculous. You want to uphold Roe v. Wade, which was decided by men. How about overturn it, get it all nine Supreme Court justices women, and then do something about it? It's a ridiculous argument to say that men can't talk about it. Secondly, did you see the little sleight of hand that she did? You might not have, you might not have, uh, have hit this. You might have missed it. She said at the beginning, after her first sentence, she said, 
I'm fine with you being, you don't want abortion. Mm -hmm. That's I'm fine with that. But you can't tell me what I do with my body. Do you see how she plays it off like that? This is a sleight of hand trick that the left in all of these media things, you see them use it all the time. They'll say like, oh, you know, you're fine by having a gun, but no person should have a gun um, in a school. Like all these, like they always use a little sleight of hand trick to make it seem like, oh, you know, I'm actually pretty moderate. I'm actually pretty moderate because I'm fine if you are against abortion, right? But they Mm -hmm. aren't. You know Whoopi Goldberg isn't. You know that if she found out that you were against abortion, if I went on that show, she would hate me. She would absolutely want to destroy me and with everything that I believe in, right? Well, I also want to destroy those ideas that she believes in too. But what she is saying is that they are trying to have the illusion of I'm okay with other things. I'm fine with it. But that is not how it works. If that's how it worked, America would be in a much different place where the division in this country wasn't so bad. But it's the way that it is because of people like this who lie about being moderates and reality know that it is one agenda. It is a one agenda class system when it comes to these leftists in the media. And they know it. So don't believe their little sleight of hands where they say, oh, it's fine. If you, do, if you don't agree with it, they, they're not fine with it. Okay? They right. want you to toe the line. I'm totally fine that you disagree with me on abortion so long as you don't vocalize it and so long as you don't use your influence as a constituent to push for pro-life legislation. I'm totally fine. As long as Roe v. Wade stays intact, I'm totally fine. As long as I'm able to go around the corner and get or go across state lines, whatever the case may be, and get an abortion. I'm totally fine so long as my way of thinking and my ideology stays intact when it comes to the legislation and policy in these separate states. That's exactly what she's saying. My mom just texted me and said, I can't stand Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> and she also said, I, I, this is from before, if you guys have been listening the whole time, which was funny. She said, ASU students are not the brightest. I know that because I went there. <laughs> from before. Your mom is hilarious. So she is hilarious. Love it, love it, love it. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing to see all these leftists and all these celebrities just completely go berserk over abortion and and their rights to take the life of a child i i saw a video today of these girls outside doing a protest that's pro-abortion and what they had was a sign that says abortion pills forever and they were doing a protest uh, a, a what must be some sort of performative activism where they took abortion pills in front of a crowd of people what Three girls taking abortion pills in front of a crowd of people. Yeah. It, it's absolutely amazing to, to see this. Pill. Three girls, three abortion pills in this case, in this scenario. Sorry. I'll actually pull up the video so that you guys yeah, can see it. it. Here we go. Yep, there is the there's that video. Now I don't think those are real abortion pills. At least I hope that they're not. Uh, but they have little boxes that say abortion pill and it's painted on there. So I'm sure that those are not real abortion pills. But how do you know? What if it is? I don't know. I mean, it could be, but that, that would be a very stupid thing to do. Holy shit! That is crazy. Yeah, that is one of the craziest things that I've ever seen. Yep. Imagine being at a place in your life where you're. Imagine being like a child. And thinking one day I am going to be at a rally chanting pills mm-hmm. with other people 
and talking about abortion. But Roe v. Wade's about your right to privacy, isn't it, Will? It's about your right to privacy as you actively take abortion pills as three women in front of a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. Abortion no, is really about private. your right to privacy. It's really private. Yeah, it's super, so. super private. And where we used to find, you know, coherence on this debate and on this issue was that both the left and right agreed that abortion is not good. It is not a good thing to go through. It is not a choice that somebody wants to make. The left would assert that it's a choice that that a woman needs to make. And although it is painful and although it is traumatic, it is a choice that women should have. That used to be the leftist argument. The left no longer believes that. And in recent years, it has become the left saying uh, just the extreme left. I'm not going to characterize all leftists as believing this, but it's been the extreme left saying not only is abortion a woman's right and a choice that a woman should be able to make, but it's fun and it's cool and you should go and get as many as you can. And it's just as disgusting to see that because at least we would function on the objective truth that abortion is harmful to both mental health and physical health and that in general women do not want to make that decision they do not want to get this done we are no longer functioning on that shared ground anymore i'm just sitting here wondering if those were real pills and they were all pregnant and took that no i don't think they were all pregnant i don't think those pills were real although they could be because their box says abortion pills on the box, which is not how abortion well, maybe pills. Maybe someone had them and then gave them to them, put them in those things. Well, so people maybe, know what they are. maybe I don't know. I don't. But see, either I just, way, that's how crazy it is that I won't, wouldn't put that past them as like some sort of satanic weird ritual where they all come, they're all pregnant, and they take abortion pills in front of a bunch of people. I wouldn't like put it past these people. Yeah, I mean, who knows? And if anything, it's a very, very stupid thing to do just in in general for your own hormone regulation to just on a whim take abortion pills in front of a crowd of people. Not good for you. (laughs) Not good for you, especially if that was not your intent and you didn't want an actual, I I don't know. Just Just crazy. Like you, again, IQ of dog food. Now, in other crazy news, we keep going back to Australia because Australia just constantly has another crazy COVID story, even if most of the Australians agree with what's going on right there now. But for those of you who don't know, Australia has something called quarantine camps, where if you have COVID, you are relocated to this camp where you stay, uh, where you're, you know, housed and fed and clothed. Maybe clothes. I don't know if they make you bring your clothes, uh, but uh, you bring you're brought to these camps until you are free of the COVID. And then I guess you are relocated back to your home. But there's three people who don't like this. And here's the video coming out of Australia. Good morning. We start with breaking news out of Darwin, where three right. people have escaped from the Howard Springs COVID quarantine facility. Talia Saab is there for us. Talia, good morning. There's a search underway right now. Yes, that's right, Davina. Good morning to you. We've been told the trio scaled the fence in the early hours of this morning. Police receiving reports around 4.40am. Now, major police checkpoints have been set up around Howard Springs for the past several hours. As you can see in these pictures, they've been conducting thorough searches in car booths, checking vehicle registrations, cars (laughs) and buses alike. But in the last half an hour, what we understand is they've actually been dismantled. Exactly why that hasn't been confirmed 
confirmed. Hopefully good news. We're also not sure yet who these people are connected with, whether it's a repatriation flight or those Aboriginal community members who have been staying here following the Catherine Cluster. Davina, what we do know is that this is definitely going to bring this gold standard facility under intense scrutiny. On Sunday, we had a man escape and found on Darwin's party precinct, and this latest situation is only going to put us under the microscope further. Not Dude escaped and then just went and partied. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Chad. Yeah, I mean. He doesn't even try to like get home. He just goes to the part to the party street and starts knocking back Foster. They're treating it as if these three guys like robbed a bank or killed somebody. Like we've set up checkpoints, right? Okay. The police are going to be checking cars, checking for these men, right? They they've they they oh. crawled over the barbed wire in our in our camps wow. and escaped. What is happening? I know she was like so the the thing that was kind of scary about it is is how this reporter is like a robot where she essentially was like yeah my good morning to you too also we're here at nazi germany right. taking people making sure they don't escape mate it's like <sighs> so weird it is so weird how normal and the girl goes not good not good like you've just accepted this you've accepted this and it's just so what happens my question is what happens when these three guys are are caught is there criminal prosecution for this are they put back in the camp do they go to jail like what happens because they're treating it as if they just robbed a bank putting up police checkpoints for people who are walking around with covid that's crazy right you gotta eat this whole can of vegemite right in front of me <laughs> No toast. Now leaving until until you finish. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what will happen to them, but it is aside from the joking, I mean it's truly terrible. That is the fact that people terrible. are actually trying to escape from these things and it becomes national news in their country that someone has escaped from their quarantine camps. I mean, how can the mainstream media just report on that? Yeah, like people are watching this and going Wow, that's not good. Those are three mischievous criminals who would escape from a, a COVID camp. How dare they, you little felons. I hope that they all go to the party district. And just live and it just up. just rage. Live it up before they, they jailed forever. Exactly. <laughs> like, what else are you supposed to what do? What is going on? I don't know why people, I, I don't know if this is controversial, but everyone should get the Omicron variant. I don't think that's controversial <clears> to say. <throat> They're saying it's mild. Everyone should get it. I don't know if that's controversial to say either. Build up your natural immunity. If it's not, if it's not hurting people, if people aren't really dying from it, and it's you're going to build up your natural immunity, then why would everyone? We should all get it. Everyone should get it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, there's something to be said for people who are like going out or like I don't know. This is actually happening. People who like go out and they're like, oh, I'm trying to get sick. I'm trying to get sick. I'm trying to get sick. Whatever. Like, what? That's your personal choice. It's fine. Uh, but it's like you should not be as fearful as you are. You really shouldn't be as fearful as you are. And there's continuously gonna be people who try to convince you to be to be scared of this. I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there right now. Not scared of it. Not scared of it. I'm scared of how itchy my beard is. That is the scariest thing to me. That is the most pressing issue. It is horrible, I will say. I'm growing until the end of the year. So you've got 28 more days? 29 more days? 28 days later, yeah. Of, yeah of itchy beard uh-huh are you gonna survive you know i might have to get a booster beard <laughs> Make that's sure I'm that's every three months now not every six months double bearded just letting you know mm-hmm. uk says well yeah i don't know uh godspeed to those three men or women that 
you know, escape those camps. <laughs> Hope they're having I'd a be saying that. I know. God bless in two years ago, if I would have said, God bless those people who escaped the camps. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. This is a really telling moment for the world at large and where we're at right now. Yes. But let's escape the present day for a second, only only momentarily, because it's throwback Thursday. Every Thursday, guys, if you are new to the show or haven't watched Will and Amala before, we do a segment called Throwback Thursday. We switched around. One week it's mine, next week it's Will's, another week it'll be Taylor's. Taylor's not here today. But this week it is my throwback Thursday. And I thought about, you know, Let's talk about a story that not only ties to where we're at right now in America, but is also historical and happened on this very day, December 2nd, only not December 2nd, 2021, December 2nd, 1954. So on this day in history, December 2nd, 1954, Joseph McCarthy uh, was condemned by the U.S. Senate. He went through a process called censure, which uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with it, censure is when you take uh, a bureaucrat or a political official or even the president and you go, we don't like the things that you're doing. We as a collective group have voted and we don't like what you are doing currently. We condemn you and tisk tisk tisk. Shame on you, shame on you, shame on you. Does it have any real world application or practical effects on this person? No, other than they're simply telling you, you've done something wrong and I don't like it. So that's a political process for those mm -hmm. of you who are unaware. Now, in 1954, Joseph McCarthy was censured by the US Senate in a vote because he uh, implemented something that we now call McCarthyism. For those of you who don't know, Joseph McCarthy uh, was super, super anti-communist. Now, he became a senator in 1946 and had a few years uh, sitting in the Senate that were really unremarkable, not much drama when it came to Joseph McCarthy. But in 1950, Joseph McCarthy made a speech in just this small rural area for, I believe, a women's Republican uh, committee where he talked about communism and how it had infiltrated the State Department. Now, in this speech, he stipulated that he had the names of 205 communists that were operating within the U.S. government and uh, within the State Department. So he blew up. I mean, fame everywhere. Everyone was talking about McCarthy and this man's going hard on communism. And there's all these commies that are in the U.S. government. And we didn't know it until McCarthy said it. Uh Unfortunately, uh, Joseph McCarthy did not have the names of 205 uh, communists. He was just had had a had a hankering. He had an inkling that that was the thing. So you guys will hear about McCarthyism in today's day and age, especially with all the talk of anti-communism, particularly from conservatives. We'll get McCarthy. We'll get called McCarthyists or people who are trying to institute a red scare because that's exactly what McCarthy did. He was convinced and listen to this now and think about this in the modern day and age and ask yourself, was McCarthy right? Although his methods were not uh, great nor useful, McCarthy believed that communists had infiltrated the media Hollywood and the government does that at all sound like modern-day America sounds like America 
since back then. Yes, it does. It sounds like America back then. So what McCarthy did, he's largely painted as this sort of lunatic alcoholic. Uh, if you go and look up documents about uh, Joseph McCarthy, all of them call him just this witch hunting, alcoholic, lunatic who had all these visions and dreams about communists taking over the U.S. government and had no evidence behind it. So McCarthy launched all these different committees to sort of look into communism within the U.S. government to know avail so they say so they say to no avail but he carried out these widespread investigations and you'll hear about the term blacklisting which was something that he was largely responsible for as well he would ask people to you know rat out their fellow communists within hollywood within the media uh, within these political institutions and then investigate them and eventually, you know, those people would lose their livelihoods. The community would ostracize them. Not great, especially if you uh, mis misread communism on somebody, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so that happened to several people, uh, including Charlie Chaplin. If you guys are a fan of him and his silent films, he was accused on several occasions of being a communist and uh, was not to any any knowledge uh, from that time. But McCarthy launched all these investigations and everybody was like, yo, we don't like that you're doing this. We, you haven't found a commie yet, although I'm sure he did. Uh, but the Senate came out against him on December 2nd, uh, this very day in history, and said, tisk 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 joseph mccarthy you are wrong we don't like that you're questioning all these people we don't like, like that you're launching these full-scale investigations into communism and you're wrong and then joseph mccarthy went on to be a senator and then he died a few years later so yeah and all this to say joseph mccarthy was right he was actually correct in his suspicion of communists being uh in the u.s government at the time, uh, specifically Soviet espionage and Soviet spies within the United States government. And sorry, dude, you got mischaracterized and people uh, people painted you in a, in a bad light. The people who wrote the history about Joseph McCarthy are the same people who read a people's history of people's history of America by Howard Zinn. It's it's the exact same type of thing where they want to erase history and yeah. rewash it into what they want it to be, you know? Yeah. And it's really interesting to go back and trying to look into this man because I had heard about McCarthyism in high school when you did, you know, your your civics classes and your U.S. history and all that stuff. And he was I mean, they said he was crazy. He was going after all these people. He ruined a bunch of people's lives, which is probably not wrong. I think he did contribute to the blacklisting of a lot of people who did not end up being communists. But he was definitely not wrong in his suspicion of communism infiltrating the government, media, uh, Hollywood, and then influencing American politics and American culture. He was 100% right in that. And now to look back, even from today's knowledge of communism, even when we have stories like Wikipedia trying to erase the stories of communism and how many people they've killed and people actively promoting communism within our government and within media and Hollywood, he is still painted as this crazy lunatic who knew nothing about what he was talking about why did you choose this as your topic because this happened on the stay in history that's why i chose it. oh okay yeah oh that's good yeah i thought there was like a specific reason no something. on this very day joseph mccarthy stood before the u.s senate and got the tisk 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 for fighting communism and called he was called crazy and a, a witch hunter so yeah turns out not all that wrong that was very interesting, Alma. Thank you. You did a good job. Thank you. I'm very passionate about my Throwback Thursdays. 
Yes. Yep. You are. You do a good job every single time. <laughs> Thank you. So guys, I hope you learned something today about Joseph McCarthy. And for those of you, a few of you are asking in the comments how he died. Uh, so post all of this McCarthyism and the Red Scare, he was always very indulgent with alcohol. He developed a case of hepatitis made worse by his alcoholism, according to historic reports. And he died of hepatitis. Not a great way to go out. Yeah. Yeah, just a few he, years later. I thought he hung himself in his jail cell with toilet paper while the two guards slept. Yeah. You know, that has also happened. Yeah, just yeah. not to not to McCarthy. So who Got knows what truly what truly made him uh you know, kick the bucket. But history reports that it was hepatitis. Anyways, and that's uh that's my history lesson for Throwback Thursday. Guys, that's our show for today. Will and Alma Alive. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed all the stories that we talked about. We talked about ASU. We talked about Whoopi Goldberg. We talked about Mark Lamont Hill and some crazy videos of some leftist girls taking abortion pills as some sort of performative activism, or at least we hope it was performative. We are going to be back tomorrow at 2.30 Pacific, 5.30 Eastern, to give you more stories, more takes, talk to you more about our opinions on everything that's happening in the world right now. And guys, if you would like to listen to this podcast after we're done here, you can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Leave us a five-star review. We are trying to get as many podcast listeners as we can. So go ahead and follow us on all of those apps. Thank you so much for watching, and we will see you tomorrow. Yeah, and make sure that you guys, in the description, my substack is in there, thewillwit.substack.com. You guys can sign up for my blog to get updates from there for a lot of stuff that, you know, just can't be put on social media. So go there for the truth and want to share with you there. Okay. Bye, guys.